If, uh, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to uh, John chapter 15, because we're going to be uh, reading from John 15 in just a moment. But I, I do uh, want to begin just by uh, saying Happy Mother's Day again to the moms and, and uh, want to let you know that we're continuing in our sermon series today called Authentic, and uh, we've been working through that sermon series, and uh, today... The message is called Authentic Relationships. And on your bulletin, it says Authentic uh, Witnessing, I think, or Authentic Evangelism. That's a foreshadowing for next Sunday. So uh, keep the front of your bulletin for next Sunday. Today we're going to talk about Authentic Relationships, okay? And, um, and as you can imagine, preaching on what Authentic Relationships are and should be can be kind of challenging, right? Because we all have different relationships in our lives from the relationships we have with our family members and it's different with the relationships we have with our co-workers and if you're a student, that's different with the relationships you have with your classmates and that's all different from the relationships we have with the people in our church. And in every single one of those categories, there's different degrees of relationships. And so talking about authentic relationships is, is, is a challenging feat, as you can imagine. And so today, instead of beginning by talking about how we relate with other people and what authentic relationships look like you know, for us and others, what I want to do is I want to begin by looking at a different relationship, and that is the relationship Jesus has with all of us. And use that as an example of how we ought to live our lives in relationship with others. So we're going to look not this way out here at first. We're going to look at Jesus towards all of us. Now, as I say that, I'm sure some of you are thinking, Pastor, that's kind of like not fair, right? Because uh, the kind of Jesus, the kind of relationship that Jesus has with us is totally different from the relationships that we really have with one another. First of all, Jesus loves everyone, and that's kind of hard for us to do. And Jesus died for everyone, and um, yeah, we're not going to do that, right? Um, and, uh, and Jesus forgave people, and that's hard for us to do. But all of that means that he had a real authentic relationship with all people. And how do we do that? And uh, that is a great question. So we're not, we might not be able to do all that Jesus did, but surely we can look at the example that he leaves us and, and we can learn from that. So let's do that. And I'd like to uh, read from John chapter 15. So if you have uh, that, that thumb in your Bible, um, John chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener, and He cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it will be even more fruitful. And you, you're already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. So hear me, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And then Jesus goes on to say, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, 
you can do nothing. And if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. And if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. The reading of God's word. So we have this beautiful passage of scripture that we're looking at in John chapter 15 as the example that Jesus leaves for us on how we should live our lives towards others. So let's take a look at that and and let's pull out a few things that we can apply into our lives. And and the first thing that I want to point out is that, that Jesus calls himself the true vine. Okay, that's really important. That word true is another great synonym for authentic. And that's the very thing that we're talking about because our sermon series is called Authentic. And so, Jesus is the authentic vine. He's the true vine. And um, the, 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 the truth of the matter is that we, as people, connect ourselves to all kinds of different vines, don't we? Um, when, when, you, when you stop to think about it, we, we're, we, we love to uh, participate and be involved in all kinds of different relationships. And, um, and what I have found is that whatever it is that we remain connected to, that is the very thing that, that bears fruit in our lives. And so the one thing that I, w- I want to say is this. When Jesus calls himself the true vine... The first point I really want to make is that our authentic relationships require a constant connection to whatever it is that, that we want to be connected to. And so Jesus is the true vine. And the encouragement today is to constantly be connected to that true vine. And this word uh, connect or to remain, right, to remain connected it's an interesting word because we, there's no duration to, to what, it, what it is, right? How long do we remain connected? And so often, I don't have my cell phone on me, but we plug our cell phones in at night and get recharged. And, and we get the idea that that's the kind of connection that we get with Jesus. We plug in on Sunday mornings, we get recharged, and we get ready for the next week ahead. And I want you to know that is not the case at all for what Jesus is communicating here. The connection that Jesus is talking about is not, not, not a temporary plug in and plug out to get recharged. This word remain is another, if you have another version of the Bible, it might have the word abide, right? And, and to remain and to abide. To abide really means to dwell or to, to make an encampment. So it's not some temporary, temporary check in. It's to live there, to dwell there. And that's the remaining in that Jesus is talking about. So an authentic relationship requires a constant connection. And, um, and, and the reason for that is because that remaining is life-giving. I mean, you just think about the beautiful illustration that Jesus used for a vine. The moment you snip the vine, you know, uh, the, a branch off the vine, that branch is disconnected from its life source. 
And what's going to happen to the branch? It will eventually wither and die. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So it's, it's not like you're plugging in and plugging out and recharging. It's being connected for the very source of life that is required. And authentic relationships have that kind of connection. It is connected for the, the value of our lives. And, and when you look at uh, verse 4 and 5, Jesus says this, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I want you guys to know something. That this connection is for the, for the value of bearing fruit, right? The connection for fruit is true in every aspect of life. For whatever it is that you choose to connect yourself to, right? So, in life, what is it that you truly value, that you plug into, that you remain connected to? You know what you will find there? You will find that you bear fruit in those relationships, if, 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 you know, I, I know that some people, they work in order to live, right? But there are some people who live to work. That's their, that's their value. They live to work. They find so much enjoyment and pleasure. They plug in there. And you know what happens in those places? They bear good fruit there. That's what happens. When people live to work, the fruit grows beautifully there. And it might not be work for you. It might be the hobby that you so enjoy and, and you plug in. And whatever that is that you so enjoy, you, you connect yourself to, you remain there. You think about it in your spare time. Fruit grows there beautifully. People who do that in sports. Why are people so good at, at sports? Because they give themselves to it. They practice it and they get better at it. They bear fruit that way. If you're a vine, if you're not connected to the true vine, whatever you're connected to will bear fruit. So it's imperative that we remain connected to the true vine. And you know, another thing that this passage tells us that's pretty clear, that is this, that the desire to bear fruit, the desire to bear, you want to bear fruit, will be fruitless unless you remain connected. Even if you want to bear fruit, but you choose not to remain connected to Jesus, because you're so busy doing everything else, you're not going to bear good fruit. Because an authentic, ongoing connection with Jesus is vital to our spiritual lives. Now, that last sentence, an authentic, ongoing connection with Jesus is vital to our spiritual lives, you don't have to write that down, because that's a no-brainer, right? That's one you go, duh, pastor, everybody knows that. But you know what's so interesting? Because I've seen it before as a pastor. You've seen it before in maybe this church or previous churches. Because it happens all the time. And you know what you see? You see somebody authentically connected to Jesus. They're bearing good fruit for Jesus. They love the Lord and it shows. They give generously. They serve freely. And it's so beautiful but then all of a sudden something happens. 
And this connection that I'm talking about that needs to be ongoing gets severed. We don't know. It could be anything. It could be that they, they, they move from mission church to somewhere else. Or it could be that uh, they go off to college somewhere. Or it could be that there was a pastoral change in the church. Whatever it is, the, the separation happens. The connection is severed. And the person begins to slowly drift away. The fruit, not bearing so much anymore. In fact, so much so that it shrivels up and there's hardly any fruit on their lives anyway. Not for Jesus. And all that happens because the life-giving connection with Jesus is gone. You've seen it and I've seen it. Happens all the time. And for those of you watching today online, you understand that. We all do. And if that's you, if that's you, maybe it's time to reconnect. I think it's a good day whenever you decide to reconnect to Jesus The first point that I don't want you to miss is that authentic relationships require a constant connection. The moment you sever it, there's no fruit going to be born in that that relationship. And then the second point that I want to make is authentic relationships with Jesus continues to grow. And that's what I love so much about this relationship that we have with Christ. This authentic relationship. Because it's not something that has an expiration date on it that it doesn't grow anymore. Jesus said, if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Period. Right? And if you're, if you're a teenager today and you remain in Christ, you're going to bear fruit. And if today, Joan... You celebrated your 90th birthday today. Hallelujah. And I saw uh, Bill right here. 90 years old. And they're sitting here in church. Bibles opened. Hearts open. Connected beautifully. And you know what? Even at this, er- this part in their life, 90, they're still growing. Praise the Lord. That's something that everyone who's under 90 can all learn from. (laughs) You and I both. What a beautiful model and example. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being an example of what it looks like that when you're continually connected to Christ, one of the beautiful things about that is you continue to grow regardless of how long you've had that connection. And And I think about the relationships that we have with people. You have these relationships, I have them. We have friendships with people that we love and we enjoy. We maybe have gone to college with them, right? Or, or high school or whatever. You, but you got friends in your life. Maybe they were in your Sunday school once before. And, um, and every time you're with them, you have a ball. It's so much fun to be with them. But the problem is that they don't live where you live. They, they, they may have gotten another job. They've moved away. Maybe since college, you, you only see each other on vacations or when you visit time, from time to time. And you have friends like that? I got friends like that, right? Oh, it's so much fun when you're together. And when you get back together, you know what you hear? You hear this. You hear, oh man, it's like, it's like, you know, we picked up right where we left off. 
Right? You guys ever have friendships like that? Where when you come back together, it's like you never, it's like we never left. We pick up right where we left off. But you know what you never hear about those relationships? You never, you never hear this. We grew so much closer the more we were apart. We don't hear that. Nor do you hear our relationship blossom never seeing each other. We can pick up where we left off. Yeah. We can do that. But you know what we can't do? We can't grow if we're not together. Authentic relationships require a constant connection. And authentic relationships continue to grow. And that's one of the most beautiful things about authentic relationships. And Jesus, He gives us, He gives us the choice of how we deal with the relationship we have with Him. Look right here at verse 6. If you, if you do not remain in me, then you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. And such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. That's your choice. If you. If you. Right? And this is not, again, not a plug in to get charged up and plug out and, and disconnect so we can be charged up in life. You, you, you see what Jesus is saying. The disconnection is one that withers the branch because that connection is the connection that provides life. We need to choose to remain connected so that we can continue to grow, even into our 90s. Praise the Lord. The third point that I want to make about this beautiful relationship that Jesus has with people is this, that authentic relationships with Jesus, authentic relationships with Jesus, they transform us back into the original relationship that God desired to have with humanity. Now, if you were with us on the first day that we began this series, then you remember, hopefully, <laughs> I'm very optimistic, <laughs> you remember that I gave you a definition of what authentic, the word for, the word for authentic. Do you remember that definition? I wrote it down so I don't forget. And that, that definition is of undisputed origin, right? We know where we came from, and that's authentic of undisputed origin. When we have a constant connection with Jesus, and that relationship causes us to continue to grow and bear good fruit, do you know what happens? Our authentic relationship with Jesus, it transforms our lives back into the original relationship that God desired to have with humanity with Adam and Eve in the garden. You see, God created Adam and Eve to have an authentic relationship with Him. God created Adam and Eve in His own image to enjoy this wonderful fellowship with Him, to to have an authentic relationship with each other, and to reflect God's character in creation. What a, what, what, what a beautiful Reminder of what God's desire for our authentic relationship to have with us. And when we have that with Jesus, we are transformed back into that original relationship that God 
initially desired with his creation, with humanity. And we look at verse 7 where it says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. You see, when Jesus says this here, Jesus is not talking about God's favoring of us to grant us whatever we want when we pray for things just for being good. Right? Why would God do that? Then we would be selfish people just wanting our own thing. But when we remain connected and when we continue to grow, And when we allow God to transform us, He transforms us back into that that original relationship that God has with us so that our character, our desires, our passions come in line with His. And when, when, when our character and our passion and our desires come in line with what God originally desired for us, do you know what we pray for? We pray for His will to be done. It's not for for Gordon to be blessed and for me to have all these things. No, it's for the kingdom of God to come and for the words that I I speak to, to bless others and for my life to make a difference for the kingdom of God and for us to help populate heaven again and our values change. And so when we pray that way, ask whatever you want. And you know what? God hears you. And whatever your desire is, as He's transforming you back into the people that He have originally created us to be, your desire becomes the same as what God desired for us originally. So when you pray, ask. Whatever it is, God hears us. And He answers us so beautifully and powerfully. And so, today, church, an authentic relationship with Jesus, transforms us back into who God created us to be. Now, let's take a look at this beautiful, authentic relationship that God has with us, or Jesus has with us, so that we can take that and live it out. We see the example that Jesus gave to us. This beautiful example. So we can use this example as we live out our authentic relationships with one another. And so let's get the obvious out of the way, okay? Here's the obvious. It's almost impossible to have an authentic relationship with strangers or people that we just met, okay? That's the obvious. It could happen, and Jesus had these relationships that he had with people that he just met, and he changed their lives. But when you stop to look at the Bible and read it, and when you look at your own life, the greatest impact that we can have on people's lives are the people that we are already in relationship with. Can I get an amen with that? Are you guys with me? Right? If I don't know you, it's hard for me to minister to you. If if you're a part of this church and I've not gotten a chance to meet you yet because I'm new here, I've probably not done a whole lot for you. But if you already know me and we've had an established relationship... I've probably gone out to lunch with you or we've spent some time talking. I know what you, your needs are and, and you know what mine are. You know why? Because we have a relationship with one another. You see, when you have an authentic relationship with people, they know you 
and you know them. They share their lives with you, and you share your lives with them. They can minister to you, you can minister to me. I can love you, and you can love me back. You know why? We know one another. And that's the beauty of having authentic relationships. The word, key word there being <laughs> relationships. Not, not, not with, I, I, I can't minister to strangers very well. And when we have authentic relationship with one another, we have the opportunity of a greater depth of love for one another. And so an authentic relationship then that is rooted in Christ will have the same characteristics as the authentic relationship that Jesus has with us in the church. Let's live this out together in that our authentic relationships with one another are ones that are constantly connected. We remain connected to one another. Because when we remain connected to one another, you know what happens? We grow. We grow closer to one another. We bear fruit that is good because of that beautiful, constant connection that we have with one another. And the growth of that fruit not only draws us closer together, but in the relationship that we share, we draw one another closer to the Lord as we spur one another on in our faith for each other. And then, our authentic relationship with one another helps to build the kingdom of God. Yesterday, we had a great day. We went to um, the Potter's House, Church of the Nazarene. It's a Spanish-speaking church, and I can't say the Spanish name of it. I'm sorry. But uh, there was some authentic relationships that took place yesterday as we worked along one another. We built the kingdom of God. We shared in fellowship with one another. It was such a beautiful time. And that not only happened there, but if, if wherever you're at, whoever you're with, it takes place in all of these small groups. This morning in your Sunday school classes. After church when you go out and, and fellowship with those that you care for and love. You know what happens? Hopefully, this is the hope and prayer. That our lives make a difference for the lives of those who do not know Jesus yet. And so today is a precursor for the name of the sermon for next Sunday, which is Authentic Witnessing. Right? It's the through authentic relationships that we have with Jesus, and then we share that with one another, and we build the kingdom of God that way. And so, church, authentic relationships are, are vital um, in, in, in the kingdom of God and for what God will accomplish through any church, and especially through this church. And I'm excited to journey with you on, on, on walking through this journey of making the relationships that we have authentic. And so, I, what I love to do is, I love just letting Scripture speak for itself. And so today as we close, I'm just going to read a passage of Scripture for you. And as I close, finish up reading this passage of Scripture, my prayer is um, that you find the authenticity of God's Word to ring true in your life, in the relationship you have with Him and with one another. This is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. 
Church, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good. And be devoted to one another in love. And honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. And live in harmony with one another. And do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. And do not repay anyone evil for evil. And be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. And if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written... It is mine to avenge, and I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. And I love this last verse. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Church, today... If you, if you've lost your connection, if you're not abiding with the Lord, if that relationship had been severed, if you're watching online and that's you, would you do me a favor? Would you just in the comment box, let us know so we can pray for you. We can follow up with you. We can help restore that authentic relationship. And church today, if that's you, and you want to get right with Jesus, man, I can't think of a better day than today. If you want to restore and and get reconnected and abide, at the end of the service, I'm going to be here in front. I'd love to journey with you in that. I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Bob and Pastor Paul if you guys would join me up front here. And we'd love, we'd love for you to come talk to us. And let's journey together in an authentic relationship with God and with one another.